Hello and welcome to the Jabroni Show on CFRC 101.9 FM. And boy, were we blessed this past weekend with some amazing Game 7s. I mean, I'll spare the intro and just kick it right off to you here, Evan. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, like, that was the best 24 hours of basketball we've gotten. I mean, I, I can't remember if we got two game sevens in a row like that with so much kind of at stake and coming out of it even last year. But yeah, that was the best basketball we got in a while. And a really competitive Eastern Conference semifinals, which we don't always see. Lots of star power, lots of storylines. Um, the biggest one, though, and it's obviously impossible to ignore, uh, Shaq, I think, after the game, said if he was in my locker room, I'd knock his uh, blank out. Um, I saw something get on Twitter last night. Why the hell is Ben Simmons wearing a shooting sleeve? Um, Magic said on ESPN today that he, he sees Ben Simmons has to go. Uh, Stephen A. ripped him. Kendrick Perkins said he was allergic to offense. Um, I've Doc Rivers, his own coach, who will come up later in this conversation one way or another, uh, was blatantly asked if Ben Simmons was a point guard on a championship team. And Doc Rivers was sort of just like, ah, I don't know, uh, which is crazy to think about. I understand why he said, I don't know. But it's crazy to think that he did say, I don't know. And then when a reporter asked Embiid after the game to whether he'd like to see the Sixers run it back, um, Embiid said just straight up, I, I don't know. So I feel like in this past 24 hours, I don't think I've ever seen someone get slandered hard, harder than Ben Simmons. Um, what's your take on it? The whole thing. Like, going forward, the game, the the Sixers as a whole. I mean, Ben Simmons. He played like he was Muggsy Bogues' height. It was honestly astonishing to watch. As a guy that I honestly had, like, touted and ranked quite highly, in my top 25 under 25 this year or under 27, I forget exactly what the list was. And beyond that, I also love Embiid. I had him as my MVP this year. And this was a team that I was generally really high on. And after kind of watching what happened and what transpired and even more shocking, like you said, the response from his teammates and coaches, it seems like Ben hasn't just lost faith in, in himself, it seems like everyone in that organization has. Yeah. I'm I think actually... that was reflected in like the lack of offense. Because it's not like he's been... like He was never a great offensive player. And he was maybe even never an average one either. But he has been able to drop 40-point nights in the past and been a consistent at finding lanes and attacking the rim. And he was scared of the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was expecting maybe a bit of a more even negative response for you because I'm actually coming with a positive one. I'm not entirely with the Simmons slander. Um, not because I don't think he played terribly this series. I think he did. And I'll add a couple caveats to that. 
Uh, Simmons shot the ball seven times in the fourth quarter. I think the series scored, what, nine points maybe? That's like, I and, and I still think Simmons is a top 24, 20, 25 player in this league. Like, I, this series didn't change my opinion. But for that to be a thing, like, that's crazy. That's my number one thing. That's not my number two thing is he, he turned the ball over too many times this series as well. Man, like, people legitimately doing the whole, like, Ben Simmons to the Shanghai, like, Sharks thing and, and not an all-star. And I saw someone throw out a list of the top 10 players from the 2016 draft, uh, which was in order. They Their order was... It did the order the first six doesn't matter, but they had Simmons seventh. In front of them, he they had Brogdon, Sabonis, Jamal Murray, Pascal Siakam, Ingram, and Graham. I think Simmons is the best player from that draft still. He was drafted number one. Um, him passing up that wide open, basically dunk for him. That was like that was I, I found that disgusting. He did not help the Sixers offensively in any way, shape, or form. All that being said, the Sixers did not lose because Ben Simmons did not shoot the ball. If Ben Simmons shot the ball 13 times a game and made one of the shots, that would make that would be one thing, but he didn't. He shot it four times a game and made two of them. The free throws, especially in, a, I want to say it was game five, where he went, I think it was five for 15. That was disgusting. Obviously, he clearly just lost all of his confidence. And... It felt like the Sixers didn't even have a real, or Simmons himself didn't really have a chance after that. So, like on that, I can't say anything positive about him. He, it's his what fifth year in the league, or maybe it's his fourth. I think it's his fifth. Uh, I'm gonna go with fourth actually. Yeah, so he shot four for fourteen from free throw in that game that I was referring to. Um, so it's his fourth year in the league. One. Not having the confidence when you've now been in the playoffs and in pressure playoff situations three, four times, that that doesn't fly, in my opinion. Two, my biggest takeaway is like on Simmons himself, not on not on the whole situation. Simmons has not improved offensively since entering the league. Like at all. I wouldn't say he's regressed. I was just about to add, he's added a certain, when I, when I remember from him coming in the league, he, he would kind of just, he just had a kind of running up to the rim game. And now he's added a couple post moves where he can do running hook shots from that's added maybe two shots a game to his arsenal though. He, he has, he really hasn't improved. Although I saying he's regressed maybe isn't the, isn't, the most accurate thing either to be honest um next i'd say with that people saying oh he needs a jump shot I, like how do you not learn to shoot from three and this if you're a point guard i don't totally agree with that like he needs to improve from free throws i think every nba player who shoots below 50 percent naturally needs to get better people fail to realize ben simmons 610 and he's these like there's a reason Giannis can't shoot and LeBron can't shoot well LeBron can't well, LeBron's kind of the exception that I think about it there's a reason that Giannis can't shoot and KD can even though they're basically the same height I think KD's a bit 
bit tall. Uh, Katie's a bit taller. Katie's Katie's skinny. Giannis is super super built. It's actually super difficult to shoot the ball if you're that big and strong. So while I think Giannis needs to add to improve his mid range and like his pull up mid range specifically, maybe add a few post moves. Um, and again, work on his free throw. Giannis does not need to develop a three-point shot. I don't think he can. Okay, he should work on something like dribbling. And I think the same goes for Simmons. He does not need to start shooting from three, but like the confidence is one thing, but he needs to add a couple more moves from the post or do something to make it seem like when he has the ball in his hands, he's at least trying to score. Okay, so that's my that's my Simmons kind of big take my bigger take is around the Sixers and I was clamoring at it I think I think twice since we've started recording in the playoffs Doc Rivers is actually it's not like he's an average coach he's actually a bad coach think about how much talent his Celtics team had essentially Allen KG and Pierce at the end of their primes won one championship in my opinion really underperformed in the other seasons. I know they lost to the Lakers in seven in one of the series, but I, that team was better than the Lakers, in my opinion. The Clippers, all those teams had a, a tremendous amount of talent. He essentially got CP, and people forgot how good Blake was. And Blake, actually, I thought, played really well um, against Milwaukee. To, uh, like... To have CP3 and, and Blake both in their primes and not make the, like, the Western Conference Finals, it, it's like disgusting to me. Even Josh Smith, who 2K legend, you, you probably have an appreciation for him, maybe more than other people, um, played for Doc for, the, like, I think the second half of the season uh, five years ago. He came online saying last night, defending Simmons a bit, saying Doc basically doesn't know what an in-game adjustment is and doesn't know his minutes. You watched the Milwaukee-Brooklyn game. Answer me this. How many minutes did Giannis and Drew Holiday and Middleton play? All of them, pretty much. Like Not all of them, obviously, but they cut their rotation down to pretty much seven guys. Yeah. Connaughton was the only guy off the bench. All their guys, all their top guys, Tucker was in a bit of foul trouble, and Forbes played a bit for shooting, came in a bit for to add some shooting. But all their guys, their top guys played 40 minutes, and there's a reason why. It was a game seven against Brooklyn. Looking at Brooklyn, how many minutes did Joe Harris, Durant, Harden play. I mean, didn't Durant play every single one of them? Pretty yeah, much he every single minute. Again, because it's a game seven. Last night, in the first game of the series, Doc tried an all bench lineup and got absolutely demolished. Seven seventh game of the series. Anyways. Tobias Harris, 37. Am I looking at games? Yeah, I am. No, I'm not looking at games. Um, and I mean, even as you pull that up, you look at any 
really big game seven. Like I was pulling up the game seven from uh, two years ago between Philadelphia and the Raptors. And you look at the minutes, all the top guys played every, like it's a seven man rotation. Toronto's a bit of a different story because we had Serge off the bench, but he's pretty much a starter at that point for us. And yeah, it, it, it's like a requirement that your best players, why wouldn't you want your best players on if it's game seven? And I mean, Danny Green came off for Fred Van Vliet on the bench, and we all know how playoff Freddie was doing after his child. And you're right. It, I didn't really look at the, or really think of the minutes too much because I thought Ben Simmons, he just can't score in the fourth quarter, so they take him off. But you're saying that's more on Doc for not focusing on his best players more? Okay, I'm saying I'm saying the whole the whole you they needed one guy, big guy to come off the bench um just because like their fifth starter and and for Concorkmez like you can't play him the whole game. But man, George Hill got 21 minutes, put up 3 points, shot the ball 3 times, end of the game uh minus 15. Tybal played 20 minutes, finished the game minus 10. Maxi played 14 minutes. Howard played seven minutes. Milton played five minutes. No other coach is doing that except for Doc, and it didn't work. He played Simmons 35 minutes. He should have played him 45. Another thing I wanted to touch on with Simmons quickly is that Trey, like Trey Young, did score points this series. No one's denying that. But Trey Young, like he's turned into one of those players that, regardless of who is guarding him. And people also, where I'm getting at is people also slandered Simmons' defense a bit, which is this, this is why I'm kind of disagreeing with. Trey Young has gotten to the point where regardless of who's guarding him and regardless of who's on the court, he's going to create some type of shot. He really is, I'm not saying that efficient or, or good. I think he's great. Um, but he's really that, ta- it's more that like he's that talented. He's able to create something out of nothing just because of like his skills on on every possession, it seems like it felt that way against the Knicks, and it felt that way against the Sixers. Now, both two good defensive teams against the Sixers. Sorry, against the Knicks. Young was getting shots at the rim easily. He was shooting, having like fifty percent shooting games. Simmons did not. Simmons did not let Young do what he wanted to do. Young. Averaged, I think. I think he shot, he shot below forty percent field goal on the series. Simmons did a, did his job. Following around Trey Young for the whole game takes a lot out of you. It makes competing on the offensive end harder. It's like I wanted Giannis to be on KD the entire Brooklyn series. At the same time, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, well Middleton's struggling a bit. So is Drew Holiday. They're going to really need Giannis to pick it up on offense. I guess it makes sense that when you do have P.J. Tucker, probably sit, conserve Giannis's energy for the offensive end. That made sense. It, it, it generally worked out for them. I thought I thought Katie definitely would have been mitigated a bit if Giannis was on him, just the pure length. I thought P.J. guarded him great, but it felt like some mid-ranges and threes were just a bit too easy for Katie. Um I'm getting back. Simmons guarding Trey Young, like like he kept the Hawks to a hundred. Like the Hawks were at a hundred points a game. Simmons had a good defensive rating, the the entire series. It was their offense that was bad, and I know that's where people are getting Simmons at. But like 
no one blames Tobias Harris for any of it. He shoots eight for twenty-four in the final game. And again, no one blames no one blames Doc. How do you play George Hill twenty-one minutes? And I'm now okay. Seth Curry was in foul trouble, so I'm going to kind of retract my statement. But I'm saying, how do you play George Hill twenty-one minutes and Seth Curry thirty when you're like everyone can see how much better you are on offense when Seth Curry's on the floor? Um. Ben Simmons was the only player on the Sixers who played over 30 minutes to have a positive net like net rating, plus minus, in Game 7. Simmons' defensive value, I thought, actually did bring its... did, did show this series, is anyways what I'm getting at. Um, on the flip side, Cobares didn't. So it's like we're really still not valuing Simmons for that. So anyways, where I'm getting at is that, and it's like, how was Simmons, I, I know this is kind of turning into just the Simmons rant and butt in whenever you feel like, like how is Simmons possibly supposed to succeed? It's not, it's not like his fault, but like, and it's sorry, it's, it's no one's fault, but like the roster construction, obviously like Embiid's the most important. You got to keep him, but like, the only place where Simmons can do anything to paint is taken by Embiid half the time, whether he's posting up or needs to get in there by getting the ball at the top of the key. Yes, this year they brought in good shooters, Seth Curry, but like, man, like Danny Green couldn't shoot the ball. He hasn't really shot the ball for a couple seasons now. George Hill came in, he couldn't shoot the ball. Tobias Harris, good, not great. And, like, at a point in Game 7, you have Ben Simmons and Dwight Howard on the floor. What do you expect to happen on offense? They're both kind of glorified, like, dunker spot in the guys if they don't have the ball. So, like, I, at a point, it's also like, uh, if you want Simmons to succeed, then then give him the stuff to succeed. Anyways, I really like, liked your point about uh, roster construction while we're on the topic. And, like you said, how they played guys, like, they went deep down the bench for Game 7, which, as you pointed out, is an extremely odd thing to do with guys like Tyrese, Maxi, Matthias Thibold, who played big minutes and didn't really produce that much. Well, I know Thibold is one of those more def- – well, is a great defensive player. This is the package that was proposed for Kyle Lowry, a guy who would have given Simmons, I think, the better spacing he needed in a game like this. Yeah, totally. And 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 I think this is actually on I think Maury did like all he could to get the Sixers ready for the season and it showed in the regular season the Seth Curry trade, for example. Um and a couple other ones, but like Maury was honestly only so so limited. He wanted to trade Simmons for Harden. Um if he had a chance, I'd I'd say he'd probably ch- trade Simmons for for a guy like Beal, Maury obviously wants a shooting point guard to go up for Embiid. I feel bad for Embiid. This guy is is never playing healthy, and he's played amazingly in the past couple of years. I almost wonder how quick his prime is going to go because it's just like it's really a numbers game. It, it would be almost foolish to expect Embiid to be like this for the next three seasons, not because he gets worse, just because of injuries. Like, if you're Maury, how don't you trade for Lowry? And I, I understand 
the the upcoming free agent. But if you're Mori, do you think that this year's team has enough to get past? And they lost to Atlanta. But if you're Mori, you have to be looking at it like, do you think our team has enough to get past Brooklyn or Milwaukee? And to me, with Simmons, the Simmons and Embiid as your top, they they didn't. We both agreed with that. Um, but we also both thought that they were very good. How don't you consciously, if you know that Embiid is playing so well and also probably can't sustain it for another however many years? A ticking time bomb, if you will. Sorry? A ticking time bomb. He like just based yeah, like yeah. you said, based off his build, there's only so many minutes a body like that can play. How do you not trade for Lowry? And it goes and I remember I think he said something like the Raptors were asking a very foolish, foolish price for him. It makes me think about when we traded Jonas Valanciunas for Mike Gasol. And while Valanciunas this year was amazing, debatably one of the top 10 centers in the league, we needed Marcus Gasol for that playoff run. Exactly. And it's you said the word needed. Without him, and I thought we were better at team than the Sixers probably regardless, but without him, he doesn't do what he did to Embiid and the Raptors don't get by and they don't win the NBA finals. It felt like Gasol's presence was almost only for that one series. But again, it's the if you want to win a championship, these are the things you need to do. So I I think on the trade subject, uh, it's not worth discussing what's going to happen to Doc. I think he's terrible. Um, I'm sorry, I don't think he's terrible. I just he's not good. Um, what do you think? What do you think happens with Simmons this off season? The worst part is, I mean, I feel like the based off the exit answers we saw from their team, they're going to trade him. But you can't, Maury, you can't you can't run that back after yeah. after last night. Maury is a smart guy, and he knows that the Ben Simmons trade value is at an all-time low right now. So I feel like there's going to need to be something done, maybe. I don't know if it happens. the trade necessarily happens during the offseason, or they put Ben in a position to succeed at the start of next season. But they need to somehow change the narrative around him to really get what they need to create a contender with a Ben Simmons trade. But they have to prioritize. But like we we were just saying, they have to prioritize Embiid's health at like prime at that point, and say like if they and I don't think people are like oh like Simmons from a column. I think that would actually do wonder more wonders for for Dame than it would. I think Simmons would be amazing in Portland too. I think that would also be amazing for Dame. But at a point you gotta, and that's not really a good trade for Philadelphia. But at a point you like. Embiid really is that good. Um, you gotta prioritize his his. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And then you, I mean, you make a point that I think the Brooklyn that's almost changed that you don't need to play with each other all season to be a great team in the playoffs. Because if 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 weren't for injuries, then that series might have gone a little differently. But. They can't. You're right. They can't run this back. And whether we see a guy like Harris move or a guy like Simmons move, or I mean, I don't think the Simmons thing, and I feel like you'd be on the same page, is totally not unrecoverable. 
but the team uh, needs to look different. I think it's totally unrecoverable. I totally disagree. Can't play another minute for Philly? I don't think he should. I don't think it's beneficial for either side. But that's also like, I, I don't think he can play another minute for Doc. And like, if you're Embiid, it's not like a face-to-face. He may have a great personal relationship with Simmons. I, I would kind of be surprised if he did. But like, it, it's like, it's just so easy to see that like, and it's not like all like Embiid being the super like, if he was Jokic, obviously Simmons would be fine. Um, like Embiid is so good at what he does and he, sh- he should not have to change. And it's unfortunate for Philly. It's an unfortunate for him because Simmons is really, really good. But like, it's so clear. Their goal has to be championship. Like the whole process, like the process is, the process is done. If it's not championship and, and like they've had the pieces over the years between having and not having guys like Butler and Redick um, go in and out. And now you're stuck with this, this team. Like it, it's, it's not like going up from here. It's, it's championship now. You're right. It's come to the point where the, all the assets they piled up throughout the process have come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I guess this is just the Ben Simmons episode then. And I mean, rightfully so this situation, like we've gone over in detail is not an easy one. I don't envy Daryl Morey's job here to somehow turn, like you said, Simmons for McCollum is probably the most logical trade out there right now. That's not enough value for Simmons. Simmons is amazing. I know. So somebody is either going to get a steal. We might see Philadelphia mess this all up. Or in the least likely outcome, like you said, somehow they make it work. Which, as we went over at the start of the show, this is his fourth, fifth year in the league. I believe you said fourth. Yeah, 2016 draft. And... um it hasn't changed. You, like I, I, I concede to your point that he's added a couple moves on his offensive game, but the shot is not going to come, and I feel like that's clear at this point. Yeah. So, I'll, yeah, we'll leave it. If you have to be a betting man, given all that's happened in the past two weeks or so, and saying, "Oh, he comes back," and even if he does shoot like forty more threes, doesn't make a difference. He's not going to be able to shoot threes. One, I, th- I think he should actually try to shoot right-handed. He's a right-handed guy, and a lot of his dunks and, and floaters and hook shots, he'll shoot right-handed. His father shot, taught him how to shoot left-handed. I think the same goes for DeAndre Jordan. He's actually right-handed, too. Makes no sense for me. But my thing is, like, Simmons will never be able to be a three-point or mid-range guy. But at a point, he has to he has to improve a bit, or else it's like, he's really easy to guard even if he is like, and he is an above average offensive player by all means, but he's really, really easy to guard. And in playoff situations when, you know, Nate McMillan's the other coach, hard to have success. I know. And it's hard to have success and it's going to be hard to let you all go, but this has been the Jabroni show on CFRC 101.9 FM. I hope everybody has a great morning.
Paragon Cause. And you're listening to JB on CFRC 101.9 FM. Hello, I'm Tamara Cicerella, a counselor serving area residents who live with addictions or mental health concerns. Deeply committed workers like me assist people in reaching their recovery goals. On April 1st, Addictions and Mental Health Services in Kingston and Frontenac joins Lennox and Addicton in offering confidential, quality services. Addictions Mental Health Services, Kingston, Frontenac, Lennox and Addington is committed to providing the best possible services to all who need it. For more information in Kingston and Frontenac, call 613-544-1356 or in Lennox and Addington, 613-354-7388.